Hey, welcome to another episode of Fast Forward, a podcast from QSR Magazine. My name is Sam Okus. I'm the editor of QSR and editorial director of Food News Media. Uh, if you're new to this podcast, uh, again, you should go back and check out our archives of interviews with fast casual founders, innovators, and entrepreneurs. Um, there's just lots of great conversations in there from leaders in the fast casual space. Um, but yesterday we started something new. We're rolling out some of these mini episodes that are really trying to help restaurant operators operators um, conquer the challenges posed by coronavirus. Everybody is really reeling right now. The, um, the, the dangers posed by coronavirus are real, that it is, it's threatening businesses, um, and restaurants are really needing to get creative in overcoming some of these things. And so that's what these mini episodes are aiming to do, is to share that information that restaurant professionals need to, to get ahead of this. Um, we, you can go to our website, too, for some of these resources. If you go to qsrmagazine.com slash coronavirus, uh, we are keeping up to date all of the links to all of the content um, that we've been covering there. There's something like 50 plus articles there already. Um, so go there if you want to get more resources for uh, what to know about coronavirus and how to keep ahead of it. Um, but again, if you subscribe to this feed, um, we were going to be putting out maybe two to three, two to three episodes per day uh, with industry professionals who have something, some sort of interesting perspective to share on the coronavirus Right now, I'm going to share a conversation with uh, Donna Lee and Zach Flansman. They are the uh, partners behind the business Brown Bag Seafood in Chicago. You might remember the two of them. We had an interview uh, with them back earlier uh, last year, I guess it was, talking about their business. And I I caught up with them uh, yesterday because they announced an initiative that I thought was really interesting. Uh, They are committing to paying their employees 70% of their uh, lost hours. So lost hours means if you have to um, not come in because you're sick or if your hours are slashed because of the the downturn in business, Brown Bag will still pay you 70% of those wages um, uh, for a couple of weeks to just help uh, their employees get through this season, which of course we just don't know how long this is going to be. I thought it was really interesting. I know right now there's just a lot of thought toward how do we help our employees? How do we support them in this time? There's just It's so hard to know how to um, really help them in this time uh, because business has really turned South very quickly. But this was an interesting initiative, and I wanted to make sure they had a chance to share it and uh, really enjoyed um, hearing a little bit more about how they are uh, committing to their employees in this season. So, rolling now into a conversation with Brown Bag Seafoods, Donna Lee and Zach Flansman. So, um, crazy times right now. Uh, the last week and a half, I'm sure for you guys at Brown Bag, has been a roller coaster. There's been so much change at a day-by-day, if not hour-by-hour basis. Um, Tell me about the last week and a half for you guys in the business and how things have uh, been evolving over that last week and a half. Wow. Uh, Well, it's been definitely been a long week and a half. I think it's it's strange to think a little over two weeks ago was Donna and I sat down and had our first brainstorm of saying, you know, let's say this thing actually does become a bigger problem than we're seeing now. People actually are working from home, we're quarantining. You know, most of our locations are in a downtown environment. You know, what would we do? And we thought about things like offering free delivery, things like offering promotions, things that basically now are pretty much being utilized across the board. Um, we never expected that a week after that, at the beginning of last week, we were already going to be hitting go on all of those things. And of course, now we're into a spot where, you know, two weeks ago, 
didn't feel like this was likely, let alone possible. But it's been a lot of a lot of adaptation and a lot of flexibility along the way, and we're basically taking it as day by day as possible, with still trying to keep a few weeks ahead as far as what could happen from here. Yeah, that's it's it's interesting how with all this change, you know, the the challenge for you guys is kind of looking ahead, looking around the corner, keeping ahead of the curve. Uh, is that even possible right now? I mean, to what to what ability are you guys able to sort of predict what's coming down the pike and how you can respond to that? I mean, really, I don't think that anybody can predict, but <clears throat> we've tried to do our best to run all the different scenarios to try to stay ahead of it. And I think that that's the tough part because it's certainly exhausting to try to take all the different factors and say, what if, and it feels like, uh, you know, you're spinning your wheels, but you kind of have to do it. And at the end of the day, one of them is going to be right. And then you're going to be prepared and you're going to be able to deploy uh, whatever choice that you've made much more quickly at that point. Yeah. For two leaders of a restaurant company that has, you know, 75 employees, you are responsible for uh, this enormous business and keeping the ship afloat in these times. Uh, What kind of communication do you have going with the team and how are you, what are you learning about yourselves as leaders in getting through something like this? Um. I think that, I mean, number one, I think the strategic component of staying ahead, we have learned how to exercise that as leaders for sure. As far as the communication with the team, um, you know, we have a very uh, quick to react culture. We have a very communicative culture. And, you know, whether it is an LTO or something incredibly serious like this, we're very communicative on multiple channels via email, via Slack, via phone, via text. And, you know, what we've had to do is consolidate uh, messaging very carefully um, in the midst of a lot of changing information. And, um, you know, also at a time where there's a lot of fear for people about their livelihood and what is going to happen. And, you know, I think that Generally, uh, as leaders, we try to conduct ourselves really, really calmly so that we can spread that energy, right? And Mm -hmm. um, I think that just being there for people and letting them know exactly what the plan is going forward with the information that we know um, and communicating that to them in a very human way, not in a way that's like, you know, here's a piece of paper on a window, here's what's going on with your life. Um, We've brought everybody together to, to tell them what the plan was and, um, you know, had something of a town hall, if you will. And I think that it put a lot of people at ease, especially based on the program that we decided to move forward with uh, during the shutdown. Mm-hmm. So you guys have introduced something for your team that I think is um, very generous, of course, but also is a creative solution to supporting your employees. And in this time, especially, I think creative solutions are necessary in the restaurant industry. Um, tell me about what you guys have committed to for your employees and supporting them in this time. Sure. So, you know, it was last week and around this time when we started realizing this was going to have a, a really serious business impact. And I think 
originally a lot came out um, in our industry and other industries as well about a lot of companies offering enhanced sick leave benefits. And that was something that was compelling and obviously generous as well. But as we sort of convened on this last week, we realized pretty quickly that that is not really the major problem, thankfully, right now for our crews. Mm-hmm. Um, the major problem is that we're building schedules for the week we're in now, and 80 to 90% of the hours and the shifts that were on those schedules are no longer available because we no longer need anywhere near the number of people, nor can we afford to support the number of people in our restaurants while business is, is so significantly down. Um, mm-hmm. And that was, that was the real crux of thinking about, well, you know, it's one thing to do something nice for people who are sick or who, who are quarantining because they've been exposed to this, but what are we going to do for all the people who are perfectly healthy and don't want to work because they're, they feel at risk or potentially for those people who, uh, you know, just want to work and they can't because we don't have any time on the schedule for them anymore. Right. So what we're doing, um, and again, you know, in Chicago here, we're dealing with currently a two-week shutdown. And so over that time period, you know, we've committed to basically paying out all of our crew for 70% of their quote-unquote lost hours. In other words, no matter whether they're caring for a child who's home from school, no matter whether they just don't want to come into work because they feel that they're, you know, don't want to take that risk, or whether they, again, want to come in, but we just don't have a, a shift for them anymore, you know, we'll take those hours that they normally would have worked and make sure that they're being paid out for 70% of them. Of course, if they are working, they're, they're making their normal wages, that goes without saying. But uh, mm-hmm. in this way, you know, we have uh, ensured that every member of our crew is going to be getting a reasonable paycheck, you know, come two weeks' time and can still make rent. And mm-hmm. then have a lot of security that even if suddenly they don't have shifts, they have their job with us, they have a paycheck coming. And it's going to be something that they can certainly live off of um, in, in the near term. And then that's all on the hourly side, you know, on the salaried side for our managers or the store levels and, you know, everything like that. Right now we are committed to continuing to pay them at their full salary. Um, that's, you know, they are extremely important to us. Obviously they've been on the front lines. They are playing a really, really critical job as far as all the day-to-day communication that happens with their teams and, being on the front lines there to do that and to act as sort of a constantly adaptable middleman. And so we're mm-hmm. super thankful for them. Yeah, that's, that's incredible. It's great that you guys are doing that. And, you know, it's, it makes me think like, you know, this is a great sense of relief for your employees because, um, you know, at least for the time being, they don't have to worry about where that next paycheck is coming from, particularly if they're not working. Um, I know that, a big question mark now is relief for the industry. I mean, realistically, we don't know the extent of this season and how long it will be. Um, and, you know, hopefully once there is a quote unquote bottom out and sort of a new normal and moving forward, hopefully restaurants can start to claw back. But I mean, what kind of relief uh, can you guys get? I mean, are you navigating some of that to see like, 
how do you right the ship? How do you keep it afloat, especially if sales have really taken this plunge off of a cliff? I mean, certainly we're monitoring as best we possibly can what seems likely as far as the federal response. And for that matter, both the state of Illinois and the city of Chicago have also alluded to their own responses specific to the restaurant industry, as well as potentially for all consumers. So we're watching out closely for that. Um, we're hoping, like every restaurant is here, that there is going to be a lot of generosity from the governmental bodies and a lot of people that they can help. At the same time, we understand that they've got a lot of industries that are calling for the same help. And so it's certainly not been our strategy to bank on that bailout. You know, while, of course, for the sake of our crews, we hope that that's coming. It's, you know, it's, it's our job as a business to think about the what ifs of if that does not happen. And yeah. the answer is not, you know, basically asking for a GoFundMe page. The answer is looking at what our business cash flows are, how we can do our best to maintain them even in the tough times and what choices we can make over a longer period of time to ensure that we're viable as a business, but that we're doing the best we possibly can for as many of our people as we possibly can. So um, granted, the longer this goes on and the slower the recovery, of course, it's going to be challenging. It's going to be challenging for every single restaurant out there. Um, But that's, you know, a lot of times we don't have a big challenge going on and we're lucky. And so, when it comes to figuring out what we do in these circumstances, it's part of the job too. Yeah. Yeah. I guess to some degree as a silver lining, it's, um, you know, once we emerge from this season, a lot of folks are going to know an awful lot about themselves and their companies and their, their strategies and practices. And, and hopefully this teaches everybody how to, you know, be more efficient as a, a leader and as a business and, uh, and to take care of their own. So, I mean, I imagine for this, obviously you guys taking care of your employees says something to them now, but even more, you know, says something that to them in the future too. I mean, they, they can trust you guys as that brown bag is sort of a, you know, a long-term solution as an employer. Yeah, I think that's exactly right. I mean, even just this morning, getting texts from team members saying, you know, that they're starting to realize because they have other friends in the industry and they talk to people, them starting to realize what we're doing and how meaningful it is. It's really great to see them as appreciative as they are, especially as context kind of unfolds here in the industry. Mm -hmm. Um, You know, one premise that we have always led by is we call ourselves yes people internally and the way that that typically translates is that you know if somebody comes in a guest and orders um you know a salmon power box but they don't want spinach on it we've always said that if you can then you do and Mm -hmm. take the spinach off and we give it to them we say yes of course we can do that and i think that this is kind of a big, big picture example of if you're a company who can, then you do because <clears throat> it's the most important thing, um, you know, and if we expect to expand and grow in the way we do, uh, we have a serious commitment to investing in our people and showing them leadership right now. For sure. I know that 
it's funny when you kind of think about how the industry is sort of better suited to respond to this crisis than you know ever has been in the past. I mean, when you think about how the off-premises uh, movement, how robust it is, and how much that has set restaurants up for success in responding to all of this, uh, I think in particular QSR and fast casual businesses are faring much better than casual dining because they don't have to rely so much on dine-in business and they do so much off-premises. Um, so, you know, there's this is some positive to that as as well. But what can you guys say about, you know, what you've learned about the off-premises business, how you can, um, you know, fortify that and ensure that it's not only running on all cylinders, but that you are, you know, passing along this commitment through your off-premises partners and, and also, you know, a commitment to hygiene and, and keeping sure, you know, making sure that all of this sort of stays at that high level through a crisis such as this. Uh, we've been doing off-premise sales now for quite a bit of time and grown that channel over time. So you're right to say that the notion of getting a lot of online orders or getting orders through our third-party partners is nothing new. Um, mm -hmm. The interesting thing now is to watch how that ecosystem and how competitive, uh, sorry, how competitive it is has changed over a matter of a couple of days, right? Last yeah. week, as I alluded to before, Donna and I sort of hit go on a few levers that we thought could get us ahead of the curve in terms of maintaining sales volumes as things started to slowly die down. And a few of them were actually putting together promotions on the Grubhubs and the Uber Eats and the DoorDashes of the world. And we did see a nice surge in our sales coming from those channels toward the end of last week. Well, mm. you know, fast forward to today, when that is 100% of everyone's possible sales. And I think that it's gotten a lot more competitive. And so how we distinguish ourselves on those channels, how we ensure that our speed is being communicated there, that our quality of delivery is being communicated there, all of those things become even more important. You know, mm -hmm. we'll have to take it day by day and see how those volumes are looking and what we can still pull as far as any kind of levers. I mean, frankly, sometimes you go on a, a third party and you realize, oh shoot, why don't I have a picture of that particular item up there? And you throw yeah. it up and it means something. It doesn't always have to be discounted or promotions. It could just be making sure you've gotten a good description for your items. And I swear sometimes those you know, third party services have minds of their own where you could swear you put a picture and a description up there and suddenly a week later it's gone. And so just yeah. being diligent about making sure that you're putting the absolute best foot forward on those platforms. And of course, delivering at the end of the day, a really quality product. Um, that's what we're focused on. And we're going to have to see how competitive it gets and how, you know, what moves we might be able to make to squeak out any kind of incremental sales on it. Because while you're right, fast casual and QSR is better positioned. Everyone's, everyone's coming to those channels now. Yeah. Hmm. And to add to that, like, you know, we've, we spend a lot of time talking about 10 out of 10 experiences in the company and mm -hmm. in restaurants. And obviously 10 out of 10 experiences are very much based on the experiential nature of walking into a restaurant. Um, 
we've talked to our teams quite a bit on how to translate that in an online environment in general. Um, so this is not like new messaging they're getting. We talk a lot about accuracy and like Zach is saying, speed and how things are packed and how we want people to, you know, make sure that a uh, mini chowder goes inside a bag with, you know, inside another bag to make sure that everything is secure. And so um, we put, we're putting more focus on that in this environment, but at the same time, they're pretty used to hearing uh, that messaging and executing on solid delivery through those channels. Yeah, yeah, for sure. So guys, last question for you. Um, what What is your one piece of uh, wisdom or advice or encouragement for everybody listening out there, you know, to the best of your abilities, putting on your optimist hat, uh, thinking about, you know, everything that's going on and what, what's to come. What is, what's that bit of encouragement you think you can uh, give to everybody? I think the number, you know, well, we've, we've talked a lot about our crew and I think we could talk a lot about that, but one piece of encouragement, even looking externally as well is, this crisis does give operators and certainly given us a chance to also communicate what we're about to all of our guests out there. And I think that everyone at this point, all the public understands that restaurants are going through a tough time and mm -hmm. they are trying to be supportive in what ways they can. But I think that, you know, never before have restaurants had the mouthpiece to really get through to their customers and say, this is what we're doing. This is why we're doing it. And this is what we're about as a company and, and how that is going to get us through this. Um, we've certainly communicated with our guests. I think one thing that was sort of a nice thing to see is we actually introduced a menu item specifically for online ordering called the Brown Bag Care Package. And it's just a family-sized assortment of some of our favorite items. Mm -hmm. They sell for regular menu price, but it's all bundled together. But 100% of all of the sales, not the proceeds, 100 every dollar we get in sales for that item is going straight to tips for our employees. And mm -hmm. so even that has been a, uh, I don't want to call it a fun way because nothing really right now feels fun, but it's something <laughs> that at least is a little bit lighter and says, you know, we are doing all we can. And of course, that's on top of the lost hours policy. It's on top of communicating individually with our people to make sure that they feel comfortable and at relief and, and all we can do there. But I think, again, just having the ability to say who you are to a lot of listening ears out there, your guests, is an opportunity that restaurants don't always have. And I think a lot of restaurants have done a really good job taking advantage of that and, and getting through to people. Yeah. And, you know, my advice I would say is, again, this is a great time to express leadership to your teams and your culture internally. And going back to that, if you can, you should, you know, for restaurant operators, find where you have flexibility because not everybody does and everybody's company is in a different state right now. Um, and find that flexibility and use it to bring your team together because it's just such a um, opportunity that generosity right now goes a really, really long way. Um, and I think that it's important to show people support and reassure them. 
Yeah, that's good. Thank you guys. I really appreciate uh, that that wisdom, and I appreciate your time today. And uh, stay healthy out there, and good luck to you guys. Thanks so much, Sam. Thank you.